ever stop to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners from every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special gratitude goes this week to our listeners in the countries of Canada, the Ukraine, and Finland, and in the states of Colorado, North Carolina, and Wisconsin, and to all of you for helping us reach a new high of 130,000 listeners. Because you keep listening, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on Voice America, the leader in live internet talk radio. In addition to our amazing guests, I always include a tip of the week, a silver lining story, in the name of an archangel to help you grow and heal personally, professionally, and spiritually. For several months, I've been watching the number of listeners steadily grow. I'm grateful for the privilege to speak to so many of you all around the world. Some of you live in places I will never visit, and some don't have other ways of hearing the information presented in my show. I've been hosting Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit for over five years and continue to be in awe of the amazing people who come on as guests, the groundbreaking work they do, and the generosity with which they share their knowledge and wisdom with us. They have helped me learn, grow, and transform my life. Thank you to all my listeners and guests for coming on this adventure with me and making it such a rich and rewarding experience. To get the most out of today's show and every show, I want you to say two sentences out loud with me. Doing so will open up your spiritual awareness and you will become more connected to yourself as an inner being. This will help you absorb the information at a higher level of consciousness. I'm going to say these sentences once and then ask you to repeat them with me out loud or in a whisper. As we said in our January 3rd show, our words are especially powerful this year and speaking them out loud gives them more energy. The two sentences are, I am a peaceful soul. I am a being of light. Let's say them out loud together. I am a peaceful soul. I am a being of light. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. Self-empowerment connects you to your limitless higher self, giving you an inner foundation of love, eliminating fear, and bringing in peace and joy. Your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine, and through that love, you can heal yourself and the planet. For today's topic, your tip is observe nature. 
One form of meditation is to sit and relax in nature or to look outside from a comfortable spot. Enjoy the beauty of the sunset, the flowers, the birds singing. Nature helps us heal emotionally, releases stress, relax, and ward off depression. Given the recent mass shootings, we all need the benefits of nature and all forms of meditation. It's a powerful way to stay above the fear and find the calm within ourselves. Even having a picture of nature as a screensaver reduces stress by 10%. I encourage you to build time into your day to relax and commune with nature. Sometimes I sit with my back against a tree when I'm needing additional comfort or connection. There's a great deal of research on the power of trees to heal. Many countries and some states are creating meditation forests because the benefits of being in the midst of trees is so strong for our physical, mental, and emotional health. This practice originated in Japan where it's called forest bathing. Meditation can be as simple as sitting or walking in nature. The labyrinth is also a way to meditate, relax, and heal. That's why my next workshop is Walking the Labyrinth, a Sacred Experience. Please visit my website, drpaulajoyce.com. For details, if you don't live in Dallas, contact me for individual or group coaching or to present this workshop or another one like the Ohm Awakening Meditation. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, Bill Meyer, who will talk with us about the practical aspects and rewards of meditation in the classroom. I received this email after our show last week with Rena Greenberg, who talked with us about breaking the habits and addictions that control you. Over the last couple of years, the, um, this reader wrote, over the last couple of years, I have been on a quest to regain my health and improve my energy. Your conversation with Rena was very motivational and helpful. I believe her tips plus CBD will help me achieve the level of health that I am seeking. I appreciated her sharing her remarkable life-changing experience and knowledge to help others like me. 
And Rena wrote, thanks so much for having me on your show. I really enjoyed it. You are certainly an inspiration to me and to so many. If you miss this show or want to know how to receive your free sample of CBD, I encourage you to listen by clicking on the episode link on this page. For more on healing from addictions, please listen to some of our shows like March 14, 2019 with Lee McCormick, Harness the Heart's Ability to Heal Anxiety, Depression, and Trauma, April 25, 2019 with Carly Pollock, Shift Your Negative Thoughts and Break Free from Yo-Yo Dieting, and July 16, 2015 with Sarah Joy Marsh, Yoga to Heal Disordered Eating and Eating Disorders. You can hear these shows or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access anytime, day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or when you need hope, comfort, or inspiration. Whenever it is, I'm here for you. One friend told me that with the tragedies of this week, he needed to listen to some of my shows. He did so for several days until he got what he needed. I invite you to do the same. Today, I'm going to tell my silver lining story by reading a piece I wrote in September 1999 called The Labyrinth of Life. The labyrinth has been very important to my spiritual and personal development. As a walking meditation, it connects me deeply to my higher self, my inner wisdom, and the wisdom in the universe. It has helped me open my heart and feel the mystery, wonder, and oneness of all that is. As I walk into the center of the labyrinth, I release feelings, beliefs, and fears I no longer want. In the center, I listen for answers and guidance, and as I walk out, I feel lighter and refreshed, with a renewed sense of purpose and a strong connection to myself, to all traditions, and to the unity of all life. In the summer of 1999, I had the privilege of walking the labyrinth at Char Cathedral in France. The experience was profound. My whole time in France was like walking the labyrinth. The first half of the trip, I kept going in circles thinking I was lost and then discovering I was just where I needed to be. Eventually, I arrived at all the places that were in my conscious plan. In addition, I had wonderful and unexpected experiences that were often more meaningful than my original plans. I was living the expression, man plans and God laughs. Eventually, I just relaxed into what was happening and gave up trying to control it. Without intending to, I arrived at Chart in the exact middle of my vacation. I was quite, quite surprised to discover that not only was the labyrinth open, but it was the summer of the labyrinth with many special exhibits. This was in direct contradiction to the information I had gathered before I got to Chart. It seemed to be just like the labyrinth and life. I have to ask my own questions, seek my own answers, and have the courage to explore and persevere, even in the face of uncertainty or seeming impossibility. So here I was in the city of Chart, feeling like I was in the center of the labyrinth listening to and following my inner guidance. 
Then the last half of the trip was like coming out of the labyrinth. I was filled with a stream of ideas for ways to pursue my artistic endeavors. I saw ideas everywhere. They poured into me when appreciating architecture, Parisians' clothing, gardens, and fountains. I was especially aware of new ideas at the most exciting art exhibit that I saw in Paris, which appeared out of nowhere as I was on my way to something else. Everything seemed to be talking to me to such an extent that I had to write things down in order to keep from losing them. Walking the labyrinth was, of course, the highlight of the trip. My attention was continually drawn to the brilliant light coming through the stained glass window of the tree of life. I was so overcome by profound feelings of gratitude and connection with the divine that my hand automatically went to my throat or heart. In the middle of these deep feelings and only partway to the center, the guards started announcing the closing of the cathedral and that everyone had to leave. I was determined to finish my walk. I continued to the center, as did a few others. I wanted to leave in a respectful manner, but there was no time to walk the intended path. So I decided to do as a tour guide had suggested and walk out in a few short steps on the labyrinth crossbars toward the nave. Despite the fact that the guards were blocking the way, I began my planned exit from the labyrinth. Later, the man who had been directly behind me told me that I had walked with such authority that the guards parted to make a path for me. I was so focused on my process that I hadn't even noticed. His words, however, touched me deeply because they told me how much I had grown in inner strength and self-confidence. I had wanted to journal as soon as I left the cathedral, but as with so many of my intentions this vacation and in life, my plan was changed when this man stopped me with a request to talk. Once again, I released my personal plan and allowed a better one to take its place. He wanted to thank me for helping him to create a sacred space in the midst of so many people who were laughing, talking, curious, or uncertain. I, too, had been distracted by these same people and had wondered whether I should say something to them when a loud voice in my head said, the only person you can change is yourself. And I knew I was right to be silent and focus my attention inwardly on my journey. The man reinforced this when he said he saw people's attitudes change as they responded to the devotional tone I and others were expressing. He appreciated my showing him how to get out of his head and into his feelings. This man and I, total strangers who never even exchanged first names, talked very deeply for two hours. We discovered that both of us had experienced many detours during our vacation. He speculated that maybe that was life. You need to keep your eye on a goal in order for everything you didn't plan to happen. Our guest today, William Meyer, knows a lot about the labyrinth and meditation. He has long taught history, economics, and humanities in urban and suburban high schools, where he has also taught meditation in a variety of forms. He has worked with fellow educators in workshops and professional development courses, is the author of two published middle reader novels, and his new book is Three Breaths and Begin 
a guide to meditation in the classroom. Bill is currently working to augment his master's in arts in education from Harvard with a PhD from NYU. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I am your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. And Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. And Mother Teresa said, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. If you believe this while listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to like and recommend us on Facebook, then friend Paula Joyce, and I'll send uplifting messages between shows and help you be part of the solution. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. As Lois Ray, a Facebook friend, commented after seeing some of my posts this week, I just remarked that we all need these beautiful, sweet, heartfelt posts now. So much horrific tragedy in our country. We need beauty and love back in our lives. Your question for today is, are you willing to make time for meditation? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Bill Meyer to talk about the practical aspects and rewards of meditation in the classroom. what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You 
are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. This interests you, or if you want to help sponsor the show or become part of the conversation today, please call 888-346-9141 or email drpaula at drpaulajoyce.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down you're willing to make time for meditation. I'm so pleased to welcome Bill Meyer, who's here to talk with us about the practical aspects and rewards of meditation in the classroom. Welcome, Bill. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Well, it's really um, my pleasure. I, as a um, someone whose first career was education, I value so much what you're doing to. Uh, to educate children in the real sense of the word as full human beings and to prepare them for life, not just with knowledge, but in the most important ways of being a human being and what that means. Um, So thank you for your work. And I was wondering if you would begin by telling us your childhood experience, which led you, I think, to what you're doing today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, first of all, going back to what what you just said, uh, what your show offers adults, I feel like, is what I seek to offer for my students in the classroom. Just uh, an understanding, a deeper understanding of who we are, who they are, and, and really this infinite potential that resides in all of us. And for me, that whole journey began um, when I was pretty young, around uh, 12 or 13, I got into meditation and my uncle, who is a deacon uh, within the Catholic Church, got wind of this and he decided to take me down to Detroit, Hamtramck, Detroit, which is a small immigrant community within the city. And we went down there and I was a little skeptical about what we were going to encounter or why he was taking me down there. But eventually we found our way to a a small side street and we parked the car and there uh, next to a house was a little sign that said Detroit Zen Center. And we were led up the stairs of this house to the second floor and there were three cushions. And on one of those cushions was a man by the name of Zanbo, uh, a Buddhist monk. And You know, honestly, I don't remember much about that conversation, but I just remember the incredible feeling that I had being in the presence of this man and his ideas about contemplation and mindfulness and being in the present moment just had me completely hooked. 
And from that point on, I began to introduce meditation more and more into my life, maybe falling asleep to fall asleep at night. Then I was doing it before classes and tests and uh, athletic performances. And it just became a part of who I am. And I think that's what really inspired me to bring that into my own students' lives as well. That's really beautiful. And I have to say, too, just on a personal note, I'm from Detroit, so I know where Hamtramck is, and <laughs> but, but I didn't know there was a Zen center there, so that, um, I, I don't know if it's still there, but next time I go to for a visit to my family, I'll have to check it out. Um, oh, so, that but that, is so great. That's so great. <laughs> Yes, I love the the connections that um, I often discover with people that just these little surprises <laughs> that are wonderful. Um, and and so, but you know, you were really young to to latch on to this and to really understand. And I think that must help you relate to your students and to um, because you were you were them. Yeah, and I think I think when I look at teaching, really teachers, we teach who we are, and we often teach through the experiences that we've had. And I have no doubt that having that formative, spiritual, and expansive experience as an adolescent myself is what inspires and drives that connection I seek within my my own students. And um, I, I also see, and there's so much research on this, that there really is a window available for growth and reflection between about 13 and 16. And I work with ninth graders. I work with seniors. And I see the difference between those two. And honestly, working with ninth graders, they're open. There's potential. They haven't really absorbed uh, a false sense of identity. And they're willing to drop into meditation or try new things that even by their senior year, they're more hesitant to do. And I think I found that in my own personal journey. Like I, I somehow managed to, uh, a lot of things fell into place in that window. And I really seek to, to bring that into my own students' lives when they're in that openness. You know, if I can just keep them open and they can go forward in their lives more open, I feel like I, I've really offered them something valuable. Well, I think that's so important because uh, that age group is also very challenging because of all the physical and emotional and, and mental changes that are going on within the individual and and so many opportunities to go in directions that are away from themselves um, because of fear or peer pressure or um, or pressure from adults and and the opportunity to go within and to discover our own answers is such a beautiful gift that you're giving them. Thank you. Yeah, there are just so many things pulling these young people out of themselves, whether it's their phones, social media, the world around them. And I think when they're offered a window into themselves or a tool that draw, brings them into themselves, into their feelings, into their hearts, I mean, it's, it's, it's like a breath of fresh air. And I actually think it makes the meditation even more powerful and more engaging because they see how empty 
they, they experience it. They're living these lives that are outward, so outward, inside out almost. And they, they realize the emptiness of that in a way I think that adults uh, are, are more willing to go along with it. I think we've normalized it where I think younger people, they, they begin to question it and there's a lot of questioning. And I think that drives their interest in engaging in reflection and trying to connect with themselves. They really want that. So it's amidst all the things going on, and you had mentioned earlier the tragedies of this past week, and, and schools have been at the center of those tragedies. I think students desperately seek opportunities and tools to bring them into themselves. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that I wanted to talk with you about. So that was a good segue for me. Um, what I, I know that you um, do meditation with the students to help them deal with the grief and the um, deal with, I don't like that phrase, but to process and to um, not be destroyed by it or to block the pain of it, but to to allow it. And so talk to us about what you do, how you help students and people to, to deal with the grief in these times and the fear. Uh, yeah, it's it's really exactly as you just said. It's about helping them move through these feelings uh, because I think we've seen the danger of when we block or we compartmentalize or we push away uh, what's going on in our lives or in our bodies or in our hearts, how that resurfaces later on in very unhealthy ways. So what I offer in, in our school and what we began many, many years ago is just the first piece is a simple meditation club, which every Wednesday at lunch, we hold a meditation. There's one student, no students, 30 students or 40 students. There's always a space and we always do a meditation, always a guided meditation. And from that, I've been able to bring it into my classes. I've been asked to run symposiums, lead the whole school in meditations. And also, uh, in times of tragedy, the administration has brought me in to lead meditations with groups of students who are going through trauma. And I think what meditation, particularly a guided meditation in those settings and at those times, why it's so powerful is it offers students something concrete where they can then move in through a visualization into themselves and almost uh, in many ways like the labyrinth, as you had mentioned earlier in the show, it's like the language of symbols ends up allowing them to process sometimes very deep feelings that are going on and they can approach those feelings uh, through images, whether it's an image of a flower or a candle that becomes reflective or representative of their heart and process something, write about it, think about it over days and weeks. And often they'll come back after meditation and they'll say, oh my God, I can't believe how this helped me get greater clarity on this issue I was having, or it allowed me to open up a conversation with a friend that I was struggling with. And even years later, I've had students come, come back and say, you know, this one meditation we did in class, uh, I didn't understand at the time what that image I kept seeing in my head was, or in my heart, uh, but later on it became clear over the next weeks and months. And, and really all I'm trying to offer is just a space, you know, just creating that space for them to go in and then what they discover, also holding the space so they can process that. 
That's really beautiful. I mean, to have that kind of impact that that somebody really takes the time to, even though they don't understand it in the moment, but to hold on to it and continue to be curious about what it means rather than just throwing it away as, oh, that must be nonsense, I didn't understand it, um, but to, to really um, search for the answer or, or hold it open until the answer appeared is, 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 that's what education is. That's right. That's exactly what we should be doing. And instead of filling these spaces, we should be looking to create spaces for, for these students to process all these experiences that they're having in their lives and giving them different tools to help them see those connections, those coincidences, those, those signposts along the way that are guiding them towards being their fullest selves. Uh, exactly. And, uh, and you know, it was like um, uh, one of my children said to me once, he was really angry that he hadn't been taught something in history and, and discovered it as, as an adult. And, and, and I said, um, well, do you have the tools to learn it now, to figure it out, to, you know, go online or to go to the library and get the answers. And 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 my uh, child said yes. And so I said, then you got what you needed because you know how to learn. We can't teach everything in the classroom, but we can teach people how to learn, and and not only externally but also internally which is what you're talking about as well to create a whole person. That's right. And, and we look at this day and age, I mean, the information accessible to these students at their, at their fingertips, literally at their thumbs with their phones is infinite. I mean, it, it's, it's totally changed the classroom and the purpose of the classroom. And I think really our, our, what we should be focusing on educators is helping students uh, with the tools to learn, but also how do they contextualize that information in their communities, in their lives, and understand their place within within the world as well. You know, it's it's interesting teaching history because the I think there's a real richness to history, but also there are some really important pieces that are from those ancient places and and worlds that we need more than ever. And I think when, when you talk about the labyrinth or you talk about those Gothic cathedrals, I, I've walked in those spaces as well, and I've led students in those spaces. And to me, those spaces speak of a very powerful message, which is go inward. And I think students, if we can offer them that peace and then they go forward, then the questions that they have, they can find not just the answers or the information, but, but the answers that are relevant and true to them. And, and that, to me, starts to move them beyond just knowledge and into those spaces of wisdom, and it, which is the highest form of education we could offer. Yes, and you can't uh, test that on a multiple choice standardized <laughs> test. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I do all these reflections with students, and a lot of times I'll have them write them up or give presentations. And what I try to do is give them narratives as if it's a conversation. But I always joke, you know, how am I going to grade this? Oh, you're not <laughs> reflecting enough on this. You're not deep enough for me. And they kind of <laughs> laugh. But that's right. It's, it's, 
It's the stuff that's most valuable. You can't quantify and you can't test. And yet, unfortunately, the, you know, the tail seems to be wagging the dog and we follow, we just focus on what can be tested, what can be quantified because it can be tested. Right. And what we really need is wisdom, compassion, empathy. We need the human side, which we have been, um, which many people have been ignoring. Clearly not everyone. So I'm grateful that you are, um, <laughs> that you are doing this and bringing light to it and bringing more educators and more people into it because even um, parents can get this book and use this with their children if their classroom isn't doing it. So it's a it, it's got broad implications for the world and creating a better world. And we could also purchase it and and use it for ourselves. So when we come back after break, I'd like you to talk with us a little bit more about guided meditation, how that's different from um, what most of us think of as meditation, and how that works. So I'm your Absolutely. host, Dr. Okay, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the information on all our shows and the chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process from my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels, and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Albert Einstein talked about between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind and move forward with ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Now in your paper, write down when in your day you could spend at least five minutes meditating or just sitting in nature. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Bill Meyer, who will talk more with us about the practical aspects and rewards of meditation in the classroom. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. 
Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the life doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. And I hope you wrote down when in your day you're going to make time at least five minutes for meditating or just sitting in nature. And remember to listen at the end of the show today when I'm going to introduce you to a group of angels this time called the FONI. I'm so glad we're here with Bill Meyer talking about practical aspects and rewards of meditation in the classroom. Um, I, I, this is just fabulous. I'm enjoying this so much. And I was wondering, Bill, if you would be willing to take us through a, a, a short guided meditation or a part of one to give people an understanding of the difference between what most of us think of as meditation and what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a great way of sort of really grounding this and and making it tangible. Okay, wonderful. So what I will do is, is I've often done silent meditations with students, but these are more experienced meditators, I would say. Uh, but I would, what I do when it's a sort of a novice group or a new group to meditation or some new members have joined our meditation circle on Wednesdays, uh, I first always tell the students, and I would tell all the listeners as well, uh, as long as you're breathing, you're meditating. You're doing it right. <laughs> so uh, the words are just there to be guidelines, and it's tricky with students because a lot of these students want to be you know, doing things right. So they often think, oh, I need to follow each direction step by step. And I, want, and I always remind them that's not the case. In fact, just let the words create a space for you and then let your breath guide you through that space. So I would encourage whoever is listening, if you would like to join us in this meditation, just find a, a quiet spot or where you are, just 
make yourself more comfortable in a seated position. When I meditate alone, I might cross my legs uh, or my hands. But when I meditate in a group, and we could do this now, I would just have my, my feet grounded uh, and try to make sort of a right angle with my uh, ankles and my knees and my legs, just, just a nice seated position. And you want to be seated, seated upright, but nothing too uh, firm or uncomfortable. The most important thing is just being comfortable. And when you find that spot, you can let your hands either rest palm up or palm down on your thighs. Take a big breath in, and as you exhale, you can just close your eyes. And again, those first few breaths are just about settling into the meditation. So I always encourage students, and I would encourage you to just take three deep, full breaths. And with each breath, just start to notice the breath, just like an observer standing on a river or someone standing at the beach, watching the breath come in like the waves, watching the breath go out into the ocean. And as you begin to follow your breath, you watch your breath, you can start to drop into your body you can start to feel maybe any sensations in your fingers, your shoulders, even your toes. But just being aware of things, not trying to change them, not trying to move them or control them, but just breathing into them. And as we deepen our breath, begin to move a little deeper into this meditation I would encourage you to find that next breath that comes. And as it comes in, just follow it like a silk thread down into your body. And just imagine it for a moment, just spiraling down into your heart. And you can bring your awareness into your heart. Maybe first becoming aware of the physical sensations of your heart the beating of your heart, your lungs opening and closing around your heart, but just noticing that space. And as you continue to breathe and more breath goes into your heart, what I would encourage you to do is now let's drop into the imagery of the heart and maybe find a space within your heart or your mind that's a place that feels very safe and comfortable for you. Maybe that's a place in nature. Maybe it's a place within your home. There's no right or wrong. Just imagine that space or that place. And for a moment, see yourself within it. And as you continue to breathe in, you might look around that place and that space, noticing the objects. Maybe some you recognize, some you don't. But just taking it in with each breath, feeling more and more comfortable. And as you take this next breath, I just want you to notice maybe three or four feet in front of you, a candle. Maybe that candle is on the floor. Maybe it's resting on another object. But for this moment, let that candle be a reflection of your heart. Your heart today your heart in the present, 
without judgment, notice that candle, maybe the wick and the wax. Notice the size, the color. Notice even the flame. And you can imagine that as you breathe in, the flame grows. And as you breathe out, the flame shrinks. What I would encourage you to do is looking into that flame, set one intention for this day. Maybe an intention for yourself or for another. And as you set that intention, breathe it out and into the flame. See what happens. Be totally open. And then as you let go of that intention, releasing it into the universe, take another big breath and gently open your eyes. So this is a very simple meditation, but it's an imagery of a candle that I often use with students. And when I guide them in meditations, I always make sure that there's time afterwards for each of them to share what they've seen, what they've felt. And what's amazing is not only sort of the tapestry of experiences that they have, but also for those students who've come to meditation club or in my classes, how that candle might change. Sometimes, uh, you know, around exam periods, the candle is very worn, beaten down. Sometimes it looks new. And the, and the flame is strong. So that's an example of a very tangible thing I try to offer students. And I find if they have something tangible they can walk away with, they'll come back to it. And that, that is the type of guided meditation that I, that I like to bring into the classroom. That was really beautiful. And I want to add that I'm an experienced meditator and my mind wandered for a little bit and then it came back. So I want to just put an exclamation point on what you were saying that letting the words create a space for you and not to worry about doing it right because you are doing it right. Um, Whatever it is. Yeah. So that was beautiful. I really appreciate that. And um, you had mentioned that there's a book, um, a, a, a new book. Please tell us about that. Yeah. So, so Three Breaths and Begin, which came out this spring, uh, is offered from New World Press and it's available everywhere. And, and that is directed at teachers, parents, students. And within the book, are guided meditations at the end of each chapter. Uh, but also, most recently, we just came out with a guided meditation for kids ages around four to eight. And this is a picture book, and it's called Big Breath. And it draws on a lot of the imagery I just shared in this guided meditation. And it would be a picture book that someone might read to their child before bed or after a difficult uh, experience or at the end of the day to help them, literally, it's a scripted guided meditation with beautiful images uh, from Brittany Jacobs, the illustrator. Um, so we're, we're really, really excited about that book that, that has just come out, and it's gotten really great reviews. And there's also, if you're interested in more guided meditations, on my website, uh, billpmeyer.com, there's guided meditations and links to my YouTube channel. Um, so yeah, that, that imagery, we try to make it available in both books, but also it's available online, too. 
Well, it was really beautiful, and I'm so grateful to you for having come on the show and for sharing all of this with us, including the guided meditation and um, and so much more, um, I, the, the perspective and the understanding and the depth. And I love that you um, ha- just have this picture book now for children starting at age four, and I'm hoping that you even dip down lower. I've had visions of children as young as two doing meditation. I think that um, obviously it would be different, but but maybe picture book form. Um, as an old reading teacher <laughs> or as a teacher who used to teach reading, <laughs> um, you know, picture books are amazing, and even... Uh, you know, I started reading to them as infants. So getting yes, those yes. ideas into children at a very young age so that it's normal. It's not something they have to learn. It's just part of who they are. Um, I'm so grateful to you. So thank you. And I wish you the very best, Bill. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Polly. And this has just been amazing and I feel so re-energized by this conversation and, and the space that you make uh, for all of this work and these ideas in this community. So thank you. Well, thank you and have a beautiful day. And I want to thank everyone for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to drpaulajoyce.com, like us on Facebook, register for my new workshop and read my latest blog and learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, remote healing, past life regressions, house and office clearings, dream interpretation, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as Dissolving Fear and Anxiety, Discovering Hope and Silver Linings, or The I'm Awakening. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. The archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blockages and connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients improve their health, relationships, and wealth. Click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. And now I want to introduce you to the FONI, a group of angels who help you feel at peace. Ask for their help daily in addition to whoever else you pray to in order to feel at peace. Use your own words or say something like, FONI, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me relax and have peace of mind. You can even be more specific and say something like, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me make time to meditate. Pay attention to signs, synchronicity, and new information. This is a process, not an event. Trust that you are, they are helping you because they are. Please join us next Thursday right here when Dr. Shelley Renee Joy will talk with us about developing super sensible perception August 22nd when Dominic 
and Tiglio will talk about the life-changing power of sophrology on August 29th when Maureen St. Germain will discuss opening the Akashic Records. I want to hear what's on your heart and mind, so please keep sending me your questions, comments, and silver lining stories. This is Dr. Paul, your CM or chosen mom is designated by Dr. Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Bless you and have a beautiful week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.